You're listening to DraftKings Network. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Ha, come on. Let's go. Vamos. Cooligans, baby! Aquí estamos. Easy Cooligans, buddy. Let's yes. go. Uh, welcome. My name is Cristian Polanco. I'm Alexis Guerreros. We out here. Another uh, exciting show in store. Hey, real quick, can I just can I give everyone a little advice? I, I, I'm, people have been waiting for years for oh. you to give them advice. <laughs> Everybody, get ready for the Alexis Masterclass. Oh. Let's go. Try not to miss any days in high school, <laughs> especially history class. All right. Yeah, you may have been seeing a couple comment sections. No, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just giving generic advice. I, all of a sudden, Alexis is... got nothing to do with nothing. I don't know what you're talking about. Persona non grata. Yeah. <laughs> but, hey. Zero comment. If I speak, I am in trouble. <laughs> I prefer not to speak. Okay. Alexis is just here so he doesn't get fined. Uh-huh. All right? So, <laughs> yeah. I'm shutting up so I don't get fined. So, um, look, that's as much as uh, we'll address it. Uh-huh. And if you know, you know. And if you don't, don't worry about it. <laughs> if you don't know, then you know what? You're probably not extremely online. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, or, or <laughs> a good thing if you don't know about it, to yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> so, that's it. Hopefully, um, you know, that's addressed. Anyway, yeah. uh, what's good, everybody? Welcome to another fun, uh, fun show in store. A reminder, uh, go check out our episode uh, earlier this week with Pablo Torre. Okay? Oh, what a good episode. Because it was an absolute banger. I, I I'm even seeing. I didn't realize the. I, I know uh, Pablo's a, a popular figure in 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 American sports. I know mm. that. But he has like a. There's a certain lore about Pablo Torre. Is there a Pablo Torre beehive? There is kind of. <laughs> Pablo Torre stands out there. Yeah. There is a Pablo T hive. There's a, a there's a, a, a an account called PTFO Dictionary, I believe, and it is a anytime. Pablo uses a big word on a show. They highlight the fact that he used a big word. These and are they some give of the, the busiest definition. people <laughs> on the internet. That is jobless behavior. No offense wow. To okay. And look, someone's you, on fun employment. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to appreciate the fact that you know that a lot of people care about. What do you say? Like obsequious? What do you say on our show? <laughs> I mean, the, he used a couple, uh, uh, you know, uh, decent uh, words with a couple syllables. I, I, nobody pointed out anything he said on our show, but. Uh, yeah, but that, I mean, it is a real account, PTFO Dictionary, and uh, recently, I guess on Pablo Torre finds out, he, he used the word skeleton key, which is not too common. That's not, no, you dumb if you don't know what a skeleton key is. <laughs> but for some people, it might be a uh, thing. Join me in the dumb category, by the way. <laughs> uh, oeuvre, you use the word oeuvre. Um, which means uh, the, the works of a painter. Did composer. they not know what fillet is? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. He did say, oh, he said the word masturbatory on our show. Yeah. And that's what someone uh, highlighted, which is, I mean, look, that is 
perfectly valid to bring up that 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 word comes up from time to time on our show. Okay, <laughs> not the action, but the yeah, word. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? we're both. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you gotta really tune into the. You gotta be Gully Squad. Right? <laughs> okay, that's for the Patreon. It's also it's we we do it while we say it. Uh huh. So it's, <laughs> look, some people it's learn most... by listening, some by watching. <laughs> anyway. Uh, so shout out to Pablo. Make sure you check out what that. What is like audio visual, and then there was the one that started with the K. That meant like both. Oh, we I don't know. Both? I'm not familiar. I am not familiar. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> you like sensory or huh? I don't no, know. No, no, no. It's like you're an audio uh, learner, a visual learner, and then there's one that means both. <laughs> they could have went with both, but they didn't. <laughs> well, look. Okay, I'll. I'll, I'll I'm I'm rely on our producer to get that information. I know know a lot of words. I'm pretty good with words, (laughs) but I don't know this one. I was just telling someone the other day, yo, Christian, I knows a lot of words. Yo, be knowing words like that. Oh, there we go. Kinesthetic words. Kinesthetic. Kinesthetic. Experiments and hands-on activities. That's the best way you learn. Uh, All right. Where's the Cooligans Dictionary account, bro? Bro. (laughs) We out here. There's too many fake words on the show. (laughs) But, yo, we need a glossary. Yeah, where is the official Blangolin Dictionary, (laughs) bro? (laughs) So who's going to create this account? Please feel free to do that. And Uh, how dare you not invite us into AFCON? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Angola's doing all right. Yeah, they are. And Blangola could be right there with them. (laughs) <laughs> they haven't even brought up once when you took over the country on the, on the president's day. <laughs> I don't know why. And then I marched in from the other side and retook over the country. A lot of history, you know what I mean? Anyway, uh, so uh, exciting show today because we're going to be joined later uh, by Tom Boger of The mm. Athletic to talk all things uh, Major League Soccer, especially this transfer window where it has been. Uh, which has been just Tommy uh, Scoops, by the way. We got been bananas, okay? So he's gonna hear. He's gonna be here to make sense of everything going on. A banana split. It's <laughs> gonna be bananas with the scoops, okay? The uh, you know the whole Jesus Ferreira getting an offer from Russia and Bro. MLS being like. Nah, fam. Yeah, and he's like, I want to go to home country. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> is like, I will learn Russian right now. Yo, I'll wear a babushka. You think I won't? <laughs> okay. He's going to, he's just ready all of a sudden being like, look, the conflict in, with Ukraine is very complicated. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> if they weren't such aggressors. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, no, no, bro. No, chill, Jesus. We don't need to do all he's that. He's like, it's getting me upset. I'm spilling my borscht. <laughs> Anyway, so we'll talk to him about everything uh, in regards to that. So uh, we'll, we have a lot to go over today. Uh, we'll talk about some stuff in Europe before that. Obviously, uh, uh, Ivan Tony. We'll talk about him in a, in, mm. in a moment because uh, and also do we have a ching <laughs> button? <laughs> Leroy Sane as well getting duffed up, Duff, by bro. A coach. <laughs> you get mushed up <laughs> by a coach. Don't talk about that. I just want to give a, a quick shout out to Olive in York, uh, real quick, because uh, Olive in York just sent over uh, a. a some, some kits. And Biscayne this Bay. Biscayne Bay, which I believe is, I don't think it's an, a real club. Now, you know what Biscayne Bay is, though, right? That's the other part of Miami Beach. Oh, okay, no. I South know Beach, that. the other the bay part is Biscayne Bay. Okay. Down by the bay, by where the watermelons the grow, yeah. back to my home. I thought you were going to do the sitting on the dock of the bay. <laughs> no, no, no. This is, I have a child now, and this is a song I sing. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, I don't know if you know. Are uh, you baby sharked up right no, now? No, no, baby shark ain't it. It's done? It's dead? It's it, cooked? It's not, it, because there's a, you know, uh, this, so, well, that's Rafi. You know the guy Rafi? No. He's like, a, like from the 70s or whatever. He made all these children's songs that we still sing today. Basically, almost every children's song, this guy, like, either did a version of it 
that made it popular. Yeah. Or uh, or a wrote an. A, so this dude's streams are up, <laughs> crazy. Yo, Yo you want to make money? Make... He got he got gold front, he got <laughs> diamond fronts right now. Just off the resistance. Big chain. <laughs> He's at the he's at the nursing home like get your hands off me. <laughs> so, I got too much damn money for you yeah, to be touching yeah. me like that. But there's a you know you you've heard of Miss Rachel? Nah, man. you haven't. You have okay. You know you don't have kids. Is so. that the magic school bus? No, no, no. Miss Rachel. That's, that's Miss Frizzle. You're thinking of Miss Frizzle. <laughs> that also sounds like a rap. I mean, I don't know who Miss Rachel is either. Miss Rachel so. is the, uh, basically the. Um, uh, uh, during the pandemic, uh, she started this YouTube channel where uh, she's like, it's like children's lessons. She's like a kindergarten teacher, but did all the lessons kind of like on YouTube. So she wears like overalls and a pink shirt and wears a bow in her hair. And like kids are just enamored with this yeah, woman. they locked in. They locked in. And I'm literally like 8 million views, everything. Oh, her streams are <laughs> up, dog. <laughs> so Miss Rachel, also, come on the podcast. We got to get into Bro. children's content her, immediately. What's my guy's name? Uh, Rafi. Her and Rafi in the web. <laughs> a collab. They got a collab. Rafi's They're just like... crashing Porsches, Porsches into each other. <laughs> so there's a whole, uh, you know, industry uh, uh, for this. So I'm just saying. Uh, so that's been... We gotta uh, do but children's content. But there's bro. another one. It, uh, Isa. Miss Isa. Who is... Uh, she, she does... Is, she's like Miss Rachel. Actress? No. <laughs> Isa Ray? No, no, no. But she, <laughs> she does uh she does the basically Miss Rachel but in Spanish. Oh. And my son Raquel. <laughs> Señora Raquel. Loves this woman. Yeah. Uh, she he has a, she has a channel called Aprende Peque. It's a little you know whatever. Uh so but literally as soon as I turn it on and he sees her on screen my 9 month old like the brightness in his eyes. He's just like Thank you yeah. for bringing this woman into my life. <laughs> he answered with the baby version of like, all right, ma, what you doing? <laughs> okay. He is Dominican. So yeah, he is, yeah. He's winking. He's like, he learned how to wink already. <laughs> he keeps trying to hand a paper with two phones, with, with a phone number to the TV. He has a plastic phone right over there. Yeah, Why don't yeah, you call? Damn, bro. It only rings when you wheel it forward. <laughs> Help the guy out. Anyway, we didn't expect to talk about this, all, all this. No. But, uh, well, now, listen. If you have children, now you know. Exactly. So if you want to, uh, them to be bilingual, uh, go uh, go check out uh, I'm telling you this. I went to a hockey game. How crazy is that? I love it. You went to Devils Bro, game. you saw the best hockey game of the entire season. I, it felt like it. I was who, like, man, who, they will not stop scoring. Devils against? Devils versus Golden Knights. It went into extra time or whatever, yeah, overtime. overtime. Bro, you know, their overtime is crazy. Only three players on each side. Yeah, three First to score wins. Yeah, yeah. Bro, it turns into like a like a like a like a basketball like a half court game. Almost. <laughs> it's just three on each side. It was crazy. I actually haven't gone to a hockey game since they changed since they changed the rules. It's been a while. I haven't been there in a couple of years. So, or either I, I haven't gone to a game that ended tie. Yeah, yeah. And so I haven't seen uh, Bro, in, in overtime or because hockey used to end in ties. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I was yeah. just a bit like, wasn't right. it one point same as soccer? It's similar. It's like two points. Well, now it's different because you get a point for losing in overtime, two points for winning in overtime, and right. three points for winning in regulation. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I remember they said that out loud. <laughs> it's, a, it's a whole damn bad yeah. problem. Just to Newark, bro. Yeah, yeah. That it was, was cool. great. That, that was my team, bro. That's yeah. my team. Anyway, okay. Let's uh, let's get started. <laughs> soccer. There's soccer Football. talk. Mike, you got a question for us? Yeah, I do. Uh, Ivan Tony, like we mentioned earlier, mm. he uh, he's back in some hot water again. He might be cheating again. He might be gambling again, <laughs> as Alexis said uh, before. Kids a gambler, started. bro. A yeah. gambler's gonna gamble. There's a video of him clearly wiping the referees. What do you call it? The magic spray right. off of the spot where he uh, <laughs> said. 
<laughs> or instead of the free kick, uh, moved it over a couple of feet. You know, what do, what do we think of this? Is he cheating again or is he trying? If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. If you ain't rubbing, you ain't racing. Uh, <laughs> we're looking at it here very quickly. Just, I mean, you see him move the ball. You see the... the he moves it over an entire ball length. Yes, yes. So the, uh, the the referee's not looking. Everybody's setting up the wall. This is obviously Brentford against Nottingham Forest. The really, my biggest complaint about all this is that he did this against Matt Turner, the U.S. <laughs> national team goalkeeper. Which so, brings up a couple questions. Okay. Why was no one looking at it? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody could have communicated maybe to, to Matt that, hey, we got a cheater on our yeah. hands. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, this hey, guy's hey. doing something over here. <laughs> okay. Um, but the, look, Ivan Tony. uh, this isn't unheard of, right? We've seen this before. Uh, Lionel Messi just did this in the League's Cup yeah. and ended up scoring um, uh, after moving the ball. You know, go. Uh, you know, the referee's not looking. You know, you get a little. You know, maybe the, maybe the 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 foam, the line is just a suggestion of where the ball should be placed. And uh, maybe I can have. It's like he took a little art, look artistic expression for sure, uh, artistic freedom of where the ball should actually be and ends up scoring the goal, getting around the wall. Um, so a lot of people were asking qu this question. Is Did this he move the ball closer to the goal? I know that doesn't matter, but I'm just asking. I mean, we're looking at it. I a would, little bit, yeah, actually. Yeah. Look, yeah. but it, it is it's to, to provide a better angle. angle. But, but this is the real issue for me. I don't really care that he moved the ball. I care that he moved the foam, bro. The foam. He's simply right extending here. the foam. <laughs> He's like, nah, this I don't know why I'm defending him. <laughs> <laughs> I was the, totally against this. The foam should be a little bit further. And he look, he picks up the foam. You know what he did now that the Photoshop does it with AI? They extend the photo. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Here's what the rest of the restaurant this looks is like just that you a, can't see. Adobe Photoshop right. generative fill. <laughs> He used the feature. What's his, like, mid-journey? What's the <laughs> AI? Bing. They all got no, it. No, the AI photo mid-journey yeah, or mid -journey, whatever. Like mid-journey is just one of the yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the apps. He just mid-journeyed it a little <laughs> bit, bro. And, yes, and that's what it is. So we're seeing here. He's He play, He moves the ball, and now that he, you can clearly see that the foam is not where the, the, the referee placed it, he's like, yo, let me pick up some of the foam and just put it over here. Here's where he would have put it. Or she would have put it <laughs> had they known this is where I was going to take the shot from. Exactly, and it's it's just a little misunderstanding. I will say placing the ball down is not an exact science, right? Like, you can't right. get it closer. Yeah. But they, you generally have, like, an, a, a range of area you're allowed to put it. But this is 100% wrong. <laughs> uh, Christina Uncle was on Morning Footing, and she said that uh, VAR couldn't check this because even though the law from IFAB states the VAR is there to check for things. One of the three parameters is something that contributes to a goal or affects whether a goal was scored. Yeah. You because this was during the stoppage, it couldn't have been checked. No. This, uh, Which I this brings up my point when it comes to VAR is, why y'all so strict? <laughs> <laughs> if you know something is messed up, you should be able to use it. We should add that. Add this to the laws. Yeah, yeah. If it's, if it's egregiously like... You know, uh, against the maybe the spirit of the game, maybe, but but it has to be clear. Like even in me, kind of uh, uh, expressing that and like where they should get involved, they they can't get involved unless we literally write down exactly why and when they can get involved. And we've all agreed because when VAR was first instituted, we were like, oh, this is gonna slow down the game and blah blah blah. Right. And we all said, you know, when, once they came out with like, it's only gonna be if um, you know a clear and obvious error. Uh, something that led to a goal, something that happened inside the box. Right. This is clearly outside of the box. So this is one of those things where we we're still maintaining some of the 
the classic spirit of the game where like you know mis- either mistakes happen or you you use Advantages every advantage yeah. you can to to find some success but the, but also so you're okay with this i'm I, i'm i'm sort of joking about it I, i'm literally the thing most upsetting is that it happened to Matt Turner that's really all <laughs> Here's for me what, Matt Turner could have stopped the goal from going in and none of this would have mattered <laughs> correct um, but but Matt Turner, you, you see in uh, uh, during this moment, he goes to look at the the position to set up his wall based on where the ball is placed, and he takes a peek. He looks to see where the ball is. Uh, I mean, we're looking at it right here. Um, he looks to see where the ball is, and and sets up his wall, and they move. He's like, all right, move. You y- y'all are too far to the left. Yeah, move to the right. He's like, guys, he's gonna move the ball. So you guys- <laughs> Give him a little space. <laughs> okay. I mean, he can't see the, the net. Yeah, You're yeah, blocking. Yeah. What are you doing? Uh, no, so. Go, go around. Watch. Go around and watch him. <laughs> so Matt Turner, and he points. He points. He's like, y'all, perfect. Thank you. Thank you for taking my instruction. My guy. <laughs> I love that we have this yeah. strong communication. You are now in the perfect position. <laughs> Nothing can go wrong from here. And look, and uh, after the shot went off, um, you know, after Ivan Tony took the shot, I'm, you know, uh, Matt Turner, feet planted. He has no shot and getting and even go. He doesn't even go for it. So uh, it was just a, it was a great shot. And but but this, I mean, he doesn't get this advantage. It's a much tougher angle. And when he when the ball actually does go in, it's right. It is mere inches yeah. from the post. So this is this. He gained a massive advantage by doing this. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. So is it upsetting to me? Not necessarily because. The, look, the 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 assistant referee should see this. This we we, ha- we kind of had this conversation when Messi did this against it was a, I believe FC Dallas in League's Cup. Mm-hmm. He, he moved the ball repeatedly, and every time the referee would turn his back to 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 you know communicate with the the people setting up the wall, boom, Messi would always slightly move it a little bit, a little bit. And all of a sudden, he's at the penalty spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's behind the goal. You're like, how are you there? And we're like, nobody notices. Yeah, the foam is there, though. You're like, I guess that's allowed. I don't know. So, um, so that that's kind of the, the frustration. I think this has to be a a moment in, in in the in the refereeing culture where we're like, yo, this is happening. Let's let's stay on top of this. This is just it has to be another thing that we have to be mindful of. So after the wall is set up. Go back and look. Is the ball where I initially placed it? Because there should be some level of authority for the ref to be like, this is where the ball has to be. Right. Especially if I put the phone down. Yeah. That's what the phone is for. Do you guys think, though, this is as big of a deal if it's not Ivan Tony? Because I feel like this happens once every weekend, and the only reason we're talking about it is because Ivan Tony just came back from his gambling. This right. is day so one. Like, this yeah, is exactly. <laughs> this is it's like, bro, you can't yeah. wait a week, you know? <laughs> right. It's like pulling out a knife. At a bank, day one out of jail. And you're like, no, no, it was just no. was gonna cut some bread. And you're like, we're all really tense, dude. How am I supposed to butter my bagel? Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you guys are freaking out. But, no, it's day one out of uh, out of gambling jail. Yeah. So yeah. you can't start finessing now. And so there's a little bit of uh, on Brentford's side. I mean, it's like they gave him the captain's armband. He scored the goal. Obviously, it's a great it's a great story. Right. But there's a little bit of like, yeah, we're we're inflating this guy's stock price. 
Oh yeah, as much as possible. The greatest striker has got <laughs> his his what coach a, said he's the second best striker what, in the league. What a redemption song! Oh my well, god, unbelievable! I cannot believe. I, what a beautiful story. Look, we're we're right. just working on the documentary about Thomas, Ivan Tony right now. Thomas Frank is like the amount of children that are inspired. By <laughs> it is crazy. Did you see the tears? Yeah. we have to literally wipe the, all the the, the stands because there was like, somebody, bro, if I wasn't him. his manager, I'd want him and I'd pay at least a hundred million dollars for him this summer. That's that's just me, though. <laughs> That's me talking. <laughs> okay. You know the guy who's known for good transfers and getting good deals. I'm just saying, you do you. You know? <laughs> the one, th And this is where it, it's a little bit more deliberate than I think a lot of people have been talking about because not, and it's not just Ivan Tony. And, and, and uh, this, is a, this is a team effort because we're looking at it again. You see Ivan Tony. Right, whoever and, number eight is. Whoever number eight is. Can we, can we see yeah, who the number eight up, on Brentford is? Yep. Uh, Ivan Tony. Is like, yo, you see him. He says something to to his teammate, and his teammate's like, I got it. And then what? What does he do? Number eight goes to the referee, and he's like, yo, he he causes uh, a little diversion. Matthias right. Jensen. Matthias Jensen, the guy who does their long throws. Okay, the guy who does the long throw-ins. So my man is. Uh, this is the team effort, bro. Multifaceted, bro. <laughs> long throw-ins. He's by the way, which is a set piece. This guy is just a set piece king, bro. <laughs> All right. He's causing distractions. He's causing disruption. Look over there. Look over there. <laughs> Nobody knows, dude. Why is he doing barrel rolls in during the set piece, bro? Um, he walked up to Matt Turner and did got your nose finger between the other finger, bro. Oh man. So, uh, so this is why I don't exclusively blame Ivan Tony and call it you think call this was from the training ground this is bro this is this is how these are the dirty tactics at Brentford bro, right? the we dark are. arts <laughs> the dark arts so it's all part of the game but you know, all I'll say is they got away with it all good um, but let's uh, let's let's get this out of the game all right, here's what I'll say it's only cheating if you get caught am I right fella <laughs> hey, let's go alright everybody knows no man has ever cheated ever. No, I, no, that's why y'all tune into the show. <laughs> okay. Show me the proof. Yeah. You ain't got none. So elsewhere in Europe, we got some more, you know, not necessarily on the field controversy. Um, Union Union Berlin manager Nenad Bielica is suspended three games. I think the news has already come out for mushing Leroy. Sa I don't know what the official term is. Hey, no, this is a mush. There's probably a word for it in German that we don't have here. Oh, in, yes. In it's die mush. <laughs> Um, but yeah, he got into a confrontation with Leroy Sané on the touchline. It seemed like it was pretty innocent, honestly, just over getting the ball back and getting it back in play. But what do you guys think about this? Would Bielica be punished more, or like, are you guys okay with the three-game suspension? I mean, I'm. My initial thought is like, yeah, how does this dude uh, keep a job after after doing this? Uh, I I don't understand the the a scenario where you could. It's also what it, there was no it's reason. Tough. It's tough to mush someone. <laughs> That's like the toughest thing to do. I, I mean, you would understand as, as, a push, a shove, a slap, even, but a a mush, a mush, a mush is a it's it's a humiliating tactic. Yeah, I, I mean, and we've covered this ad nauseum on the show. Back yes, in yes, the yes. day. You know, not, some of our day ones will remember. Not not enough people use the word mush. It's like a word that is is becoming. Uh, ex extinct to some degree. I'm a, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a little worried about my my childhood. <laughs> well, the action, mean? the action should also be <laughs> the action is still yeah. there. But mush is a proper is the is the proper word. PTFL dictionary, look it up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because um, yes, and, and so mush is a little which is an official hello in Blangola. <laughs> it is a. Um, it, it is you know Patrice O'Neill had a had a bit about this mm -hmm. about it's 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 not really. 
It's not as aggressive as a shove. It's more of a like, please excuse yourself from my area yeah, yeah, by yeah. pushing your face away. Which is what Nanad Bielica <laughs> was doing. Yeah, he was, uh, you know. But he did it to a player. <laughs> you can't. You understand. If it's player to player. Yeah, you're like, wow. Wow, all right. Yo. Handbags out there. Yo, okay, it's getting... Coach to coach even. You're like, <laughs> all right, separate him. <laughs> separate him. You know when, when, um... When Tuchel and Antonio Conte did, they the, did the, sh- hand oh, yeah, the hard yeah, handshake, yeah, yeah. I like, said, "How are you?" <laughs> <laughs> Even that was just like, "I okay, this is." I see the aggression. I see uh-huh. the passion. Comp- the competitiveness Com- is getting the best of them. <laughs> but all those things for a coach to do this to a player. I mean, the, the coach ha- ha- look. I mean, have some shame, dude. You're what 20, 30 years older than Leroy Sané. Have some class. But bro. didn't didn't Sadio Mane punch Leroy Sané? <laughs> yeah, that what that did happen, right? That did happen. As soon as I saw this mush, I'm like, "Yo, Sane." I mean, Mane. <laughs> Mane might have been right on this. <laughs> he might have took an L for no reason, bro. <laughs> Sadio Mane. Yeah, I remember it was um, uh, Leroy Sane like showed up with like a like a black eye or something. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. A, yeah something like a cut on his face or something like that. And, uh, and so it's a. I saw someone tweet that Leroy Sane just looks like he's up to light skin activities. <laughs> <laughs> that happened. Look, the internet, the internet's crazy nowadays, bro. Don't, don't I know dark I thought, we were, I thought we were over this. I thought we were over it, bro. <laughs> apparently not. Nelly just won't stop getting referenced. <laughs> okay. Drake won't stop getting referenced. So, um, so, but yeah, I, I mean, look, my first thought went when, if you haven't seen the play, obviously Union Berlin against Bayern Munich and two teams that desperately need uh, wins for very different reasons. Yeah, this was the makeup game for that uh, Blizzard uh, yes. and postponement. So Union Berlin are in in, in uh, the one one uh, position above relegation, the mm-hmm. relegation zone, and Bayern Munich uh, have to contend with the team that will not lose in yeah. Bayer Leverkusen. Literally, they're and- four points. Four points behind uh, Bayer Leverkusen. Yeah. That no matter what scenario, Bayer Leverkusen could be losing a game, two nothing or something, or down a goal, and in the ninety eighth minute of mm-hmm. a match, they'll find a way to get the three points. They just score a goal. <laughs> so, it feels like they're on Fergie time right now. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. With you. It's remarkable. So Xavi Alonso and everything he's doing there is, 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 is incredible. But um, but this. So if you haven't seen the play, obviously, um, uh, Leroy Sané is on the touchline uh, basically wanting to uh, get the ball to, to, to throw the ball back in. Mm-hmm. And the coach, uh, uh, Bielica, is hold, like, whatever, just the same. You see this all the time, mm-hmm. uh, holding the ball, I guess, uh, seemingly trying to waste some time. And Leroy Sané swipes at the ball to, uh, to get it back. And Bielica is annoyed that and then his Croatian activates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so he's annoyed that, that Sane wants the ball back and like, swipes at it. swipe at me, bro? All right, I'm going to mush you then. You know I'm, like, pretty close to Balkan, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and he just uh, uh, pushes at, at um, you know, at Lira Sane's face. And it's just, it's one of those things of, like, how did we get here? Why are we here? It happened very fast. Happened so- in the grand scheme of things. And then as they're trying to get him up into the stands, he's, like... Trying to be like, come up here and fight me <laughs> in the stands. Like, and we're like, you are a manager. I met a world peace. No, <laughs> take it easy. Damn, what is this, Detroit? <laughs> Just makes no real sense. He obviously, you know, gets uh, the red card. I mean, we're looking at the photos here. Um, and it's just a silly 
You even didn't even like if you gonna get a lick, get a lick. Yeah, right. Yeah, right? <laughs> but you didn't even really Yo, pop off, <laughs> pop off. Swing, bro. Yeah. If you really wanna hit him, bro, like, you take know. my man, like have one of them cornrows just open up. <laughs> <laughs> but it's nothing. It's like so now he's gonna be he's gonna be missing three matches. I, I don't but see actually how actually this I think this reveals like a positive result in the sense that we now know if you were to swing at someone, you're banned from the game. But if you open up that hand <laughs> and you mush, hey, that's three games. That's, that's a, that's a little vacation. You can, you can do it. That's three a little vacation. <laughs> you can handle a three games suspension. That's a bad time at home. <laughs> Go see your kids. <laughs> so just so uh, silly. I mean, Union Berlin. I mean, obviously the um, uh, why am I forgetting? Uh, not Brendan. Uh, Brendan. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Brendan Arrington. Um, is uh is is the American that is playing there? So that you know, that's why I'm like. Paying attention to Union Berlin games a little bit more. Hey, by the way, this coach uh, Nenad uh, Bielica only played for one team. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you the name of the team, and then you tell me if this sounds like someone you want to mess with. Okay. okay. VFB Nordea Admira Wacker Molding. <laughs> Damn, dude, what law firm is that? That's the name, bro. <laughs> the furniture just started floating behind. Yeah. Them, That's crazy. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Harry Potter FC. <laughs> Um, look, yeah, he seemed to, uh, like, he has a short fuse. He yeah. looks like a guy you don't want to mess with. Yeah, he was the goon. <laughs> so the, uh, yeah, I, I, like, uh, my my initial thought is Uno Berlin are not having a good season, right? They went from, what, they made, they qualified for Champions League, and now they can't even find. Now they're going to get relegated. They look like, it's uh, it's very possible. Look, Yo, luckily. Poor Brandon Aronson, bro. Luckily, there are a lot of, uh, three other very bad teams in uh, in Bundesliga. Um, so I, maybe, that, you know, it's not going to end up happening to them out of just... Uh, Damn, you, you know. just got Everton fan PTSD, bro. <laughs> bro, that's a whole other issue. Just like bro. Union Berlin, I think they can do this. They should have never got the points attack. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll, uh, so we'll see. I mean, uh, I think... I don't know. There's something about it to me that is like, uh, bec- like I said, like just an older uh, a coach. That I-, I think the burden and uh, and the responsibility it, to me is put more on him than in Leroy Sane. Again, you when you watch what happened, Leroy Sane did not deserve a mush. No. And, and and in my mind, even though he didn't straight up punch Leroy Sane, um, I don't know how you keep this guy around. It's just like to yeah. me, it's just such a ridiculous thing to do. Even if he's not asked to leave before the end of the season, I don't think he gets a contract. <laughs> this really feels like one of those things where like someone just blows up at you over something spawn. It's like I got a lot of other stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, 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 dude. All right. Well, I mean, look, uh, I got some shit going on at home. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Mike is just talking, telling our his relationship yeah, issues. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's like that. we're not there to talk. Right. It's like maybe if they were sunny, would just stop telling you to take out the garbage. You know? <laughs> okay. It'll get done. Yeah. Whether you tell me or it's not. It's not even garbage. Day, <laughs> okay, we're still, like, talk- we're still like- talking about the coach. I don't think this guy is going to do it with Bielica, bro. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So, uh, we should, uh, we have to talk uh, to Tommy. Tommy Scoops. Hey, Tommy Scoops. He's coming up. And uh, we got a bunch of questions also from Gully Squad uh, uh, as well. So, patreon.com. Uh, slash soccer cooligans if you would like to be one of the folks to be able to ask our guests mm. questions uh so we got a couple uh, that we'll toss his way so here goes let's uh let's chat it up about major league soccer this transfer window with tommy scoops tom bogert let's go i mean isn't it a great day when you got the ice cream man <laughs> mr mr we should we should have a button to play the ice cream music okay? are we allowed i don't know if we're breaking any rules uh i i don't think it is i think it's it's an adaptation of an old song. Right. 
But well, yeah, actually, that's why you're not allowed to use it okay, anymore because yeah, so. people find out what the lyrics were. <laughs> and we're talking about the ice cream truck song. That's not, <laughs> Mrs. Softy. We don't just have an ice cream song. <laughs> we're going to get some ice cream. <laughs> but the reason we're saying that is because this next guest, I mean, this is in the know. You know what I love about this guy is that when there's someone who is like the, mis- the, the, the guy you go to or the lady you go to because they've got all the inside mm-hmm. scoops on a certain league, not only does this guy have to do that, but then he also has to answer questions about the rules and regulations of mm. this league, which are different than everywhere else. <laughs> so this guy's got a lot, of, a lot of work to do. Ladies and gentlemen, we love him. He's been on the show before, friend of the show, one of our favorites, Tommy Scoops, everybody. Tom Bogert, everyone. What's going on, boys? <laughs> uh, welcome. Uh, it's been a minute. The last time you were here, you were in studio covering for Alexis. Yes. He was uh, away doing something. It was right when you guys uh, moved in, more or less. I, was, I, think I, I think I was asked to be on the show to help move furniture in. <laughs> yeah, that's right because you got a you got a strong torso Tom. <laughs> yeah, yeah. you are a low center of gravity <laughs> i played i played soccer with you you do not want to go shoulder to shoulder with tom boger oh I, no i promise dude yeah. you also not- don't go drinking with tom boger because he will go shoulder to <laughs> shoulder with you <laughs> okay my man you find out just how strong he is just by you know standing there <laughs> my, man is, my man is built densely bro all right, all right so you got so. a lot of heft to <laughs> okay so uh tom boger obviously mls insider so let's start with uh, uh with with obviously major league soccer and a lot of the the moves and transfers uh it's been a it's been an exciting off season, um, I think maybe uh, every year has its own like oh kind of shock moves. This one I think also has them, but which one? You know, sometimes we think they're shock moves, but these guys they know better. I would say I would say the the biggest shocks to me are are a lot of the the intra league moves. A lot of players where you think that they're gonna leave because you know they're gonna get offers from Europe, but like Miles Robinson going to FC Cincinnati. That, I think what he said was more shocking than anything. About what? The that grass? going there, it's a pay cut. And we're like, hey, are we starting to pay players too much? <laughs> <laughs> so, Miles Robinson going to FC Cincinnati. Your quick thoughts uh, uh, just about that move. Is it the right move for him? I know a lot of people wanted him to go to Europe. But why FC Cincinnati in particular? Yeah, I was very happy when I saw those quotes come out on the record because I feel like I've been saying this to people when just anybody angry is like, oh, why didn't he go to Scandinavia or why didn't this player do that? And it's and it's like, like just because it's Europe, like I don't think that people realize the the, fi- the financial power of the top ten or fifteen teams are, is obviously unmatched, but like the mid table in France or you know again even even an upper level team that isn't the top three in in the Netherlands, even again PSV like. He said it himself. There wasn't an official offer on the table or anything. But people I talked to, it's not just a pay cut. It would have been like a 65% pay cut. And I get it. It's the easiest thing in the world to be like, bro, go test yourself. You know, it's a bigger level. You could then move on to the future. But it's like, dude, just any one of us, any one of us idiots, go take a 65% pay cut do, to do whatever. Like, almost none of us are doing that, right? Like, so... I, I understand that idea of the ambition or whatever, like the career moves. Like, yeah, PSV probably would have been a better career move or, or insert kind of another team. But, like, I just think that it's weird. It's, like, wildly selfish to be like, yeah, dude, like, take away 65% of your earnings because I'm not going to watch you at PSV and maybe I'll put you on my on national team depth chart. Like, oh, it was, no, a, it was a big heart- surprise to me, but, but the money, I'm so glad that he helped start this conversation because when I say it, it's different than obviously the player coming out and saying it himself. Why go to Scandinavia when you go to the bank? <laughs> you know what I mean? 
<laughs> yeah, it's a little nicer this time of year. I mean, yeah. I- <laughs> <laughs> Temperature controlled in that joint. Free uh, what, uh, Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. <laughs> <laughs> it is a um, what well, it seems like a good sign that MLS teams can financially compete with with some of the mid table European clubs because unless I, this hinders your ability to get recognized for the men's national team, which I don't think it will because Miles Robinson is one of the better yes, uh, uh, center backs. But I agree. But but, but that if, is, if that is, uh, I'm the, sure I'm sure those are the comments in in Bogert's mentions, which mm-hmm. is like, but what what about the national team? We're, why are we uh, uh, accepting mediocrity from our players? They're probably calling. You Tom Garber, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, bro, why are you part of the problem, Tom? <laughs> I, I get that a lot too. It's just like, dude, like, what do you want me to? It's like, why? Like, this is ridiculous. It's so stupid. It's like, bro, I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm just yeah. telling you about it. I'm, just, I'm, um, I'm literally uh, the messenger, bro. But, but dude, <laughs> it's, it, it's case by case basis kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of happened with Aaron Long as well, and like that was different because he wasn't a free agent. He didn't have like complete total free choice. But like, there's this like. Venn diagram of you're too valuable to an MLS team and not valuable enough to a European team. Like in Aaron Long's case, the Red Bulls were quoting teams at like a $12 million transfer fee because he was the best defender in the league. But he was also 27 years old and somebody who only played in MLS. Like nobody in France, Germany is paying that for an unproven 27-year-old center back. But the Red Bulls are like, he's so valuable to us, we can't let him leave. And like that's kind of the way it goes back and forth. Like it depends on the player, it depends on position. I know we'll talk about Jesus Ferreira later, but like FC Dallas are viewed at as one of the cheaper teams in MLS, right? Part of the reason why Jesus Ferreira hasn't left is because there are a lot of teams that are interested in Jesus Ferreira who cannot match his wages at Dallas, and not necessarily even just that they can't pay it, like $2 million. They can, but it's like, all right, if we sign him to be a squad player, a rotation guy, or somebody who's competing for minutes, and we, give, we match his contract... 18 other players are coming into our office and asking for a new contract. So it's not just like that they can't afford it. It's that it'll kind of break the wage bill. And Jesus Ferreira is worth that to FC Dallas. He's not worth that to Sevilla or, you know, insert any other Spanish or Italian or German team. Yeah, but he seems to be worth it uh, for a Russian team. Uh, (laughs) Right. Because you reported that today. Have you thought about oligarchs? (laughs) So Spartak Moscow apparently um, made an offer for uh, Jesus uh, Ferreira, and you had reported that it was $13 million. Uh, It was swiftly rejected by Major League Soccer. It wasn't uh, so swift. Okay, okay, interesting. Okay, right. Mm. And that wasn't so Taylor Swift, am I right? Hey. Hey. So, so it's interesting. It's interesting that you even say that because a, a lot of uh, the initial r- reactions are like, how could any MLS team reject or even the league reject that kind of a money for a Major League Soccer player? And then you start to think about it a little bit more and unpack it and you're like, all right, well, it's, it's a Russian team. Uh, we know about the sanctions going on. Maybe uh, MLS didn't want to be involved with a, a Russian team. Maybe they couldn't even legally uh, work with right. a Russian team. I do not know. But it, it's a – this is what I love about Tom. Tom does the reporting. He just puts, it, puts the tweet out. No opinions. Hey, close my laptop. Shuts the laptop. <laughs> says, you know what? Let the, let the Ethernet handle this. Have fun uh, all day on your social media platforms, folks. Uh, but when you saw uh, this news uh, uh, and, and, and did this reporting, what were your initial thoughts just about, uh, you know, that kind of an offer and the fact that it came from a Russian club? The first thing that came up, like, when I was talking about it, I was like, oh, my God. Like, are you serious? Like, yeah. Like, it's like, you know, this is real. Like, this is, this is everything. So, like, the process had been going on for a little bit because, like like you said, 
the legalities of it, like, again, this is difficult for somebody of my lack of intellect to try to, like, I do transfer news, man. I don't do geopolitical, you know, right. is Russia allowed in the global banking system? Like, I don't know these things, <laughs> like, right? Like, so just do not, like, and I'm trying to be super careful with the wording because it's obviously really, really sensitive. But, like, that's all part of it. And so there was, like, lawyers looking in, all right, like, is Spartak Moscow on the blacklist of, like, government, like, you can't do uh, business with this Russian business, right? Like, it's like, no, but it's like, are the owners or the people or the sponsors who the people own the sponsorships, like all this, like, there's a lot of different stuff. I guess the bottom line is that this isn't the first time that MLS has stepped in and said, like, we're not moving forward with this because we can't do like last winter of 22, Locomotive Moscow had a bid for Christian Castros for the Red Bulls for 5 million. And the Red Bulls were open to it. Castros was open to it. And the league was like, we, we can't do business, whatever, with this Russian team or, and, and the geopolitical, um, the ramifications of all of this. So, like, this has happened before. And then Kassler has left for a deal that might be worth up to $1 million. So the Red Bulls itself, like, lost out on a few million dollars. Dallas will lose out on money. There, I, there is not another $13 million bid coming. My, uh, Spartak Moscow knows that they have to pay a premium to get players to come because right. of everything that's going on, right? Like, so... It, there was a lot of moving parts. I will say that, like, I've talked to people who are sympathetic, even that like wanted the deal to go through to be like, look, like it sucks, but we get it. Like, you know, I under, like I understand being in MLS's position and you know what can happen to businesses, like just governmentally, like coming down on the league or whatever. Yeah. And who knows if, again, God forbid, something comes out that an owner or a sponsor of this club has direct ties to, to some bad stuff, and then like. $13 million ain't worth that kind of thing, right? And and everything else. But yeah, it's a really complicated one. It, it was a really weird one. And I did not love Google searching. Is there a blacklist Russian company stuff? I got it. On my company <laughs> laptop, too. New, New, New York Times, man. You got it. I know you own my laptop because you own the athletic. But like, give me a break. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing my work. Jeez, bro. I'm trying to get signed by Kremlin FC, dog. <laughs> I, I did, I did send, a, send a few texts and said, you know, if, if you tell my story, if I go missing, whether it's, whether it's MLS yeah, or, or not. I mean, yeah, it, it's weird the, um, the, the, how upset it makes people. I, I mean, I also don't think the Russian Premier League is that much of a step up from MLS. 100%. Certainly not for even the exposure of the play. I, I think it's really what makes the difference and what is, makes people talk about it is, the outstanding fee that they were willing to pay. But people, some are also reacting as if Vladimir Putin was trying to buy right. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Ferreira. <laughs> My mentions were arrived. a nightmare. Yeah, he sure. arrived shirtless on a horse. Yeah. <laughs> How could up? you not do business with <laughs> that guy? <laughs> to pick Jesus Ferreira up. And, uh, so it, Tom, it's, hold on. I want to know, Tom, is there one move that shocked you? Because we talked about the moves that shocked us. Was one move that just... I mean, you probably know all this stuff as its early stages. Is there one that completely caught you by, by like, you know, the wayside? As far as incomings, I was pleasantly surprised that the Red Bull signed Emil Forsberg because I think over the last four years, they've signed, like, one player over 25 years old, and that was Corey Burke, and he didn't play very much. Two years ago, they had exactly one player over the age of 25 start a game. Like... So it was just like, oh, cool. Like, they're not running this like a U23 team anymore. So, like, that was, like, pleasantly surprising. But, again, it was a Red Bull to Red Bull move, so it shouldn't be too shocking. Cade Kyle having to get Mexican citizenship to go to be the first U.S. National, active U.S. national team player to play for Chivas, I think that, that would go up as the biggest surprise. That's crazy. Yeah, because I thought I, I thought only Mexican national team players could play for Chivas. But is so, it, yeah, is it, yeah, go for it. They, they, they used to have – it was super strict. It was – you had to, like, if you had dual citizenship or dual nationality, 
you had to renounce that. Not like renounce your passport, but like Kate Cowell would have to file a one-time switch away from the United States to Mexico, whether or not Mexico wanted to call him up or not. You know, seven years ago, that's what he would have had to do to make this move happen. Now they've relaxed it a little bit. They have, I think, a current... It's a, it's a Mexican-Peruvian player who plays with the Peru national team. I'm forgetting his name, but he's in the team. So KCAL isn't going to be the first foreign mm. national team player to be playing for Chivas, but he is the first U.S. national team player. And he is somebody who said on the record a year ago, I don't really have a connection to Mexico. And he told me last night in an interview when I asked him, how's your Spanish? And he was like, pretty much at ground zero, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, but I, got, but I got Duolingo and a Spanish teacher. So like, yeah. he's taking this head on. I love it. But like, it's not just that he's in like u.s national team like ricardo pepe was going back and forth from mexico to the united states his whole childhood kate cowell was not yeah yeah G- chivas they they, they change the rules a little bit they're just like can you roll your r's yeah. uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right you can, you're in <laughs> hey, Kate, when you think of greg berhalter no bueno and like yo hey you're in, dude. Fly the dude yeah. So uh, this was one of the uh, questions from uh, from Gully Squad, uh, Patreon.com. Shout out to Gully MJ Lee asks, um, how does Tom think the recent MLS transfers to Liga MX will work out? Uh, she's a Quake season ticket holder. She's, she fears for Cade Cowell. And she also asked a question, which you sort of answered already. She said, also, is Cade Mexican enough? Uh, <laughs> jokingly. <laughs> so that, I guess that is a, a factor. I mean, they, I, I guess we can coincide it with the news of Chicharito uh, announcing mm. that he is uh, going to be returning to Chivas. That's how bad he wanted to play with Cade. I mean, But Cade Cowell... Is uh, to me a player um, uh, who has always kind of, I don't know, I don't want to be too harsh, but like underperformed. He's like the expectations are always a little bit higher, and he he's like we've seen the highlights, and he has those mm. moments, and he clearly is like athletically gifted and can can humiliate some defenders from time to time. But there's just like that figuring it out of just like that, that finding that consistency. Maybe he'll get it at Chivas, but what do you think, uh, uh, you know, how do you think he'll do out there, especially after speaking to him? I hope so, man. He, he's an easy kid to root for, right? Like, and I agree with you. I've, I've been harsh on him. Like, I was really hoping to see him take the leap this year, 2023, rather. And he didn't, like, yeah, I think a goal and three assists as a full-time starter for the Quakes and like, 25 appearances, right? Like, that final ball that we were hoping was going to come just hasn't come yet. But again, like, taking a step back he's it's not just that he's an elite athleticism in mls like his athleticism like his metrics are elite around the world like that's why he's had interest from a bunch of teams that's why you know bologna tried to sign him in the summer and i think the quakes should have done that deal and it, that's why it, he wanted it to happen he was ready to go and he still like he was ready to go to chivas and he's happy about it quakes ended up getting a better deal um i'm a little bit worried just in the sense that like chivas and, and some of these big, big super clubs in, in Mexico and, and obviously elsewhere around the world is like, it's good and bad with the fan base, right? It's good when things are going good. It, I can't imagine how difficult it is when things are going bad. And Kate even kind of said that like, yeah, like when things are going great, like you're there, Cristiano Ronaldo. And, and when things are going bad, um, they want to throw rocks at you. And I don't know if he was being figurative or literal because I think he was being <laughs> literal. <laughs> like, and, and again, like that's just for any normal player. Cade Kyle also has the year the first uh, active U.S. national team member, are you Mexican enough? All this other crap that's going to come with the move. Yeah. Um, his his debut, which was just about the hardest debut that you can think of, it was pouring rain, he comes on on the road at Tigres. They're down 1-0. Sink or swim, kid. You've had two training sessions. Good luck. Go, go save the day. <laughs> um, and he embraced it. He played well. 
Um, they didn't change the result, but he started to win a few people over. So again, I, I'm really rooting like hell for him. I'm going to be optimistic, and, and I'm going to say I hope that he develops his final pass. I hope that they let him play through some mistakes if they come and let him get his feet under him. But if they do that, like I think he'll be good. But again, this has the potential to kind of go go downhill did, fast. If, did you, if I know you saw this. Well. Did you see uh, not not the game? Not obviously not the game he played, but like when he went to the stadium. Oh yeah, in the cowboy boots. In the cowboy boots With and the, the cowboy cane, baby. That, that was an interesting, <laughs> an interesting look because we know he has blonde hair. He has kind of like kind of long hair, but he slicked it back. Right. Oh, it was perfect. Kyle, Kyle looked he like he was on a telenovela. <laughs> it was perfect. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to connect That's with my right. people. What's up, my vaqueros? <laughs> 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 I love it. I love it. Um, the, um, okay, so uh, let, let's move on. The other – oh, also Brendan Vasquez scoring a, a, a great yeah. goal for uh, Rayados. Uh, he looks like he's going to be uh, settling in quite – nicely um i, I mean and, and look I, I think he's gonna do fine but just even the uh we've seen a couple moves throughout the, the few years of, of you know mls players going to uh league mx but th- this time around it feels a little bit different given the leagues are like in very different places mm-hmm. from where they were in, in the past they're they're working collaboratively a lot more obviously with league cup but there's a little bit of a feeling cause we and we've seen comments from league mx like coaches and executives where now they're talking about MLS like this is the behemoth that we have trouble competing with so players going to Liga MX we know that it has the the history and in general I would say the quality is probably just slightly higher than MLS still yeah. for like the bigger clubs exactly but is it is it still the is it the right move right now to to be going to Liga MX if you're a high profile player in, in major league soccer yeah, so, so what I will say is, is, as you alluded to, particularly those top three or four teams, the money, the quality, the, the atmosphere, all that stuff, like that, that's, those are the giants that MLS teams are chasing. I do think that the median MLS team is better than the median um, League MX team, and I think that the worst MLS team, or maybe not the worst, I don't, I don't want to be out here stumping for, for some of these really bad teams, and I don't really want to watch the, the, the worst MLS team by the worst uh, League MX team. But you know what I mean, right? Like, that's what you're saying. I think that's what you're saying. <laughs> so and, again, uh, like Tigres. game of dice. <laughs> Tigres, Monterrey, uh, uh, Club America, and, and Chivas even probably, to, you know, even though that they've been a little bit down recently. Like those teams are giants, right? Like look at this, this Monterey team that Brandon Vasquez is coming into. Like Victor Jansen was a Dutch international, played for Tottenham. He didn't really cut it in, in at Rayados. Uh, Sergio Canales, I didn't see, like 29. They signed him for like 10, $10 million. Uh, Tecatito Corona was on the bench for them yesterday. Like, they have just so much talent that, like, yeah, he better score or he's going to the bench, man. Like, right, right. So it's, it's very cool. I love that he took that challenge on. I will tell you that this is a very lucrative move for Brandon Vasquez, so I'm very happy for Brandon Vasquez. The offers in Europe, the only one that was on the table this winter was Middlesbrough. And first of all, their, their transfer offer wasn't, was, was a few million less than Monterrey. So who knows if they would have even gotten there in terms of Cincy to say yes. But I feel extremely confident in saying Middlesbrough would not have touched what, they, what uh, Monterrey gave um, Vasquez in terms of a contract. So again, like, th- this might be a central theme. Maybe I'm too much of a player apologist here, but like, get your money, bro. I, I ain't blaming um, you for that. And Monterrey, Monterrey is a, a huge team in this hemisphere. Like, there is an argument to be made, like if Middlesbrough don't get promoted, or if they're not, in, like if they're, in, if they end up like slipping down the table or be mid table in the championship, dude, I'd rather play at Rayados. Dude, I'm the same way. I look, you never know when your knee's gonna blow out, so go get your money yeah. while you can. Um, when it comes to the status of MLS, 
there's something about this transfer window that feels a little different. Players coming in, but also big names leaving to go to places that you typically wouldn't expect. What is, where do you think, and I'm sure you get these questions all the time, but what do you think this says for like the state of the league and where the league is and where it hopes to be? Yeah, I think that these co- these things come in, in cycles, right? Like, what was it um, two years ago was, was the Ricardo Pepe offseason, and he was one of, like, three or four super high-profile uh, transfers that happened. Like, Tati Cassianos was on loan, and then, then he obviously left in a $15 million transfer. So I just – and John Duran, like, he was here for a year, $18 million to Aston Villa. Uh, Aston Villa. Jesus, I'm t- t- talking so much about League MX. <laughs> Aston Villa. <laughs> also, I'm just trying to fit in, like, Kate. John Moran. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. Oh, is your brain okay? How you doing, Tom? Are you all right? I was like, um, when was he in the league? <laughs> Clearly a striker. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's a stupid joke, everyone. <laughs> I liked it. Um, but, yeah, so I, I think that just has to do more with the cycles right now that there weren't, like, like, Kate Cowell might have been, the like, one of the bigger names. Like, this would, would all look different if somebody came in with a $30 million bid for Tiago Amada because then that, that's the headliner. And I think that we'll see something like that in the summer. But it speaks, I think, less to like a lack of talent or a lack of stature with MLS and more to like, all right, like there were a couple really, really good windows in the past few years. And like now the town is kind of at just at a different stage in, in every personal place. Really again, Caleb Wiley is another name I could say. If he pushed right now and said, I want to leave Atlanta, there'd be four or five teams lining up to pay five to $8 million, right? No buck. There's a, just name any English team. And they're at least like, yeah, we would be interested, right? Like, so there's just some guys who aren't at the right time of their cycle to be transferred. And I think that's kind of more of the story this winter than anything like in, in terms of like a, a, a macro indictment or a macro like worry for the league. Mm. All right. The other thing I want to make sure we, we get to, I have a couple other questions from uh, from our Patreon, but the, the referee strike, you reported on this with yeah. uh, Pablo Mauro recently, uh, the, a potential referee strike we have until it's currently Jan- January 25th. Uh, they're talking, they gave the deadline to January 31st. If they don't have an agreement in place, they will strike. We could have replacement refs. Oh, boy. Possibly. Um, but I, I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to read the article, so apologies. Uh, but Thank I, you I, for admitting I, that. I, I, was, I wasn't going to put you under the microscope, but you admitted it anyway. So. <laughs> I, I usually do a lot more due diligence, but I just want to make, I just want to, uh, can you talk a little bit about the, de- the, the scope of, of this issue? I mean, we've, uh, you know, we we become good friends with Christina Uncle, obviously yes. at, at CBS, Alexis's coworker. Uh, so I think over time, the last couple years, I've, I've grown, You've warmed up to the uh... warmed up. I'm like, hey, maybe these refs ain't so bad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, change my mind, Tom. Why should I be upset with the referees? <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, this this is another complicated one, and another one where I, I don't blame it that that they've been from what we've heard about the negotiations is they were nowhere close on both sides than they hadn't been for a while. You know, things got a little bit closer and the original CBA was due to expire on the 15th. And they agreed that like two week or 16 day kind of extension. And part of that agreement was they, they spoke with the members of their union. And part of it was, do, will you authorize kind of extending this? And also, will you authorize a strike? That vote came back unanimous. And we've been wow. told since the, the first day we've been reporting on this, that the the referees union has had like a strike fund ready and it's been described to us as sizable and that could last a little bit and that the the refs are are ready to dig their heels in and fight on this contract the last one i think was four years ago or something like that and they've gotten close to striking before they've gotten close to to opening day without without a deal and some more cynical people around the league that that i've spoke with like one source was like 
I was like, yeah, don't you think there's a big deal or something? I was like, what, what is today's date? I'm like, I don't know, January 20th. It's like, when, when's the first game of the season? February 21st. All right, dude, call me, call me on February 18th, and then I'll tell you if I'm worried. So it's like, it's like, yeah, like, so maybe there's a scenario where they strike for a few weeks, and then may, hopefully they get a deal done, like best-case scenario for all parties. guess what club that guy manages? <laughs> <laughs> There'd be too many options. Um, but yeah, so like they don't, like, the, the, the strike would impact the rest of the preseason as well. And, like, the, the lower league referees are all under this umbrella. So what we've been told, and, and I guess we don't know this with a thousand percent certainty because they would have to go out and make these deals and get the replacement refs, but the replacement refs would be from abroad, whether it's Europe, Central America, South America, whatever. And these refs that aren't trained in MLS rules and aren't yeah. trained, like some refs that aren't trained in VAR or don't have VAR in their home leagues, like, this has the potential to go pretty awry. And what I'm, again, I get it. People hate refs. Everybody hates refs. It's the easiest thing. Every fan base of every team in soccer, in every league in soccer, of every fan base of every team in traditional American sports, NFL, NBA, these refs suck. These We, we get screwed. It's, it's crap. They're so bad. They need better refs. Everybody says that. Like, remember when the NFL had replacement refs? Like, oh, yeah, people forget both. so quickly how how big of a how big of an issue that was. So like I've yeah. seen so many people replying to like the the news that we broke of like oh thank God like the replacement refs can't be any worse. It's like yeah, but by the literal nature of their name, yes they can. Yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> they would just call them refs if there was no issue. Right. They would have. Yeah, they'd be they'd be in the union striking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a. Are we gonna see like Roombas with like you know mannequins on them? <laughs> I think the, the, the way the way MLS should lean into this is celebrity refs. You got the Cooligans running the lines, and oh, who cares bro, if, if the first? I mean, oh you, but you guys God. have to uh, cross the picket fence, which which I know you wouldn't do. So yeah, yeah. But we're, I, we're, I think we're pro union here. Yeah, yeah, we Cooligans. are. Me too. But we're also pro content, so this could be a difficult. <laughs> that's a, that's the thing. I, I think <laughs> that that's how MLS could win the narrative if if they they start getting or like Alexi Lalas is the center ref. Like I think a lot of people would come oh, up and watch that. Oh, bro, dude, there'd be too much garbage thrown at on the pitch. <laughs> they could feel too much. Alexi would be attacking. kicking people too. Yeah, you thought they were booing the ref before. <laughs> Okay, just constant shut up, Alexi signs in the in the crowd. Like, Why is this? I bet he would love that. The guitar. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, dude, it, it's a um, it, look. I, I don't know. In my, I don't know exactly what the referees are asking for. The, I did see a sign. There was some. Uh, the the I believe it was the friendly uh, Inter Miami against FC Dallas, and I think the the ref, um, the ref. Oh yeah. At, the, I don't know if it was a union or something. I forgot the exact account. But they posted a photo of the, the thermostat in the referee locker room. And it was like almost freezing. It was like 45 like 40 degrees. 40 degrees. 40 degrees <laughs> in the locker room. And people were like, this is kind of what we're fighting for, for like essentially better conditions. So I'm like, all right, can we just turn up the heat? We can well, turn the, the heat on. I mean, I feel like they're not I asking for that much. I don't think we got a strike <laughs> over this, guys. Uh, is someone anti-turning yeah. up the heat for the lock? <laughs> you know, you've met MLS guys, right? They're like, I think they want us to make it colder. <laughs> if I know my audience. And you're like, no, they're specifically asking for it to be warmer. Um, the other thing... Um, but if we make it colder, they won't think 45 is that cold. 
<laughs> if you, you give them an inch, they want them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, okay. On the more serious note, I don't, and I don't know the, um, I, I don't know if you had reported on this, but I saw that you had tweeted about the the the, the sporting Kansas City and the hiring of Gavin Wilkinson. I I, I think this was obviously he is uh, no longer uh, with the club. Fans were very very upset. A lot of people uh, were frustrated about uh, about the hiring. It seemed um, like the, it became like a landslide of negative uh, negative feedback. Yes. And uh, so look, I'm I'm. Uh, Good on them for listening to that feedback because I think a lot of people, especially fans and season ticket holders, were very, very upset. I think it, mm-hmm. it could have affected the club very, very, uh, uh, you know, financially in a very, very bad way. But the I'm so more interested in like kind of what's happening now because a lot of the conversations are about like why was he hired in the first place? And there's it seems to be a bit of a uh, kind of people are either tight lipped or a blame game or or whatever. So. Uh, as far as what you have heard about why all this happened, uh, what what can you say? Yeah, I, um, I will say first and foremost that it's cool to me when fans kind of come together and can affect change. Like, that's awesome that the club listened to it. Like, the Galaxy, they were pretty publicly kind of against their fans during their protests last year. So it was yeah. cool. Again, and, and, like, I get that people in these positions will say, well, like, now... They're just anytime that they don't like a signing or they don't or they they want a signing like they're just going to do this. But like, I I disagree. These are adults like I I think good on them and good on the club for for listening, to be fair. Um, In terms of how they got there, they used a consultancy firm. And according to my colleague, Jeff Reuter of The Athletic reported that he Wilkinson was not one of the recommendations from the consultancy firm that he but he was part of the process. Um, People at the club told me that they did. Their due diligence, they didn't explain exactly what that meant. Um, it, it, like, I'm certain that they would have talked to people from Portland. I know that people in Portland still has relationships with, with Gavin Wilkinson. I'm sure that they said positive things. And I guess the club hoped that, you know, they knew it wasn't going to be an awesome reception to start with, right? But they were like, all right, we'll put him out um, for the for the press conference. We'll, he'll get grilled. We'll, 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 set, we'll set up a, yeah. a town hall so the fans can talk to him. So I, I guess that their assumption was, yeah, it's not going to be awesome, but we'll see how it goes or, or like, Hey, like maybe he can win them over or maybe, maybe they'll get their voices heard and all this. But it was pretty clear within a week that, that the club had to change course and, and made that change. And now again, they still need to hire somebody in the front office. Now that yeah. Gavin Wilson has gone to again, the, the absolute most minor part of the story, but I'd expect them to do that at some point. Does it, does it say anything to, you know, when, when he got hired, obviously with, with all the, I mean, I mean, I'm putting it lightly, but baggage like that, that he came with, is, does it say something to sort of the state of what front offices look like in Major League Soccer that maybe there aren't that many people that have the kind of experience that he has that where they felt like we got to hire him. He's still the best option. He's still the best option. Of the like, is there, is, it, 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 it kind of begs the question, are, are, like, are there not enough people getting opportunities in, in Major League Soccer so that someone like that is not even really a candidate anymore? Uh, or, or somebody with, with less sort of baggage uh, can can apply and get a real opportunity. It's just so strange that that, that was the approach of, like, I don't think they're going to be that upset. I'll be a little <laughs> upset. <laughs> um, so, so with that, I guess I'll just, I'll just speak to kind of, like, the resume that Gavin Wilkinson had. So, uh, so, again, you say you called it lightly, the baggage and stuff. Just talking about on-the-field stuff and, and, and his resume from Portland, he was there forever. He, like, Portland were one of the early super uh, successful expansion clubs. They he he brought Diego Valeri. He brought Diego Chara. They won MLS Cup in 15. They were they went to another two MLS Cups. He he hired Caleb 
Porter out like he when he was coaching Akron that we haven't seen many college coaches go to uh, MLS in you know the last decade really I, I can't even think off the top of my head one um, we the, the, he then hired Gio Sabrese who led the team to a bunch of success got to two MLS Cup finals won the MLS back tournament that was a manager from the lower leagues in MLS uh, from the lower leagues to MLS and that's not something that has really been replicated elsewhere so yeah. like for everything that comes with it like it's it's inarguable that he was good at his job right and again that doesn't excuse anything like I, I i really hope that i'm not sounding overly sympathetic but i'm just saying in terms of like that's why he was almost getting another chance because he had a, a proven track record of being good at this job yeah yeah i mean i mean, I mean you, I, you like we're all kind of just trying to make sense of like right sporting kansas city's decision and yeah clearly that was a, a factor uh for sure um all right a couple quick questions and before we wrap up uh, Jenna Broom, she's a St. Louis City fan. She asked the question, uh, does Tom think that St. Louis uh, has a good or even better uh, of a shot at the playoffs this year, or was 2023 a fluke? I think that they should still comfortably be a playoff team. Um, it's unfair to expect any team, really, to uh, outside of Inter-Miami now, to, to top the conference. Like, I we, we hear stuff about St. Louis overachieving last year, which to a degree is is correct. And, like, again, don't expect everything to shake out that way but i don't i don't want to like hang them for overachieving last year like it was it was an insane year who cares what the expected goals said like who cares that roman berkey played out of his mind like we should be celebrating that but like on in the same breath don't be disappointed if they finish in fifth like that's not that's not a failure like the the bar should be making the playoffs again and, and establishing themselves and win, win a playoff game against your rival. When you yeah, and, don't, and, and, and maybe don't get blown out at home by your rival <laughs> yeah. in the first like. Especially when Alexis said you were going to win the whole thing on TV, <laughs> damn it. Okay? People have receipts, bro. Yo. <laughs> uh, Nico Giochini getting sold also was oh, yeah, my yeah. shock move of the summer, by the way. To Como, yeah. uh, which, which as soon as I saw that, you, you mentioned about getting the bag and players getting the bag. I'm like, okay, he's getting paid. There's no... To go to a Serie B, uh, a Serie B team and, 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 and leave a very successful uh, MLS club. Clearly, the, the plan, obviously, for, for Como, they, they, they are, I believe they're in second. And so they, they should they're be getting, trying to tool up now. Yeah, and yep. get, uh, you know, uh, uh, get the, the roster ready now. Um, but kind of disappointing for, to lose a, a, a really good player, a solid player for St. Louis. And, and then the uh, American International Formula. Yeah, yeah, two. And then they go to a, a Serie B team, even though he's uh, – who's the coach? Uh, uh, Seth Fabregas. Seth Fabregas. Yeah. I thought so it was the inter- – Okay, so we'll see. All right, the um, uh, a couple other ones. There, there's our Como, our Como expertise. Como, yeah, <laughs> um, they were great at the TST. I know <laughs> that that's that's where my mind keeps going. <laughs> um, they had like a they had like supporters, right? I think Como yeah, yeah, had yeah. like a whole. And they had they had an active player playing. They Patrick Cutrone, who played in the Premier League. He's like 28. He was playing in yeah. the tournament. <laughs> All the like retired MLS players and like college <laughs> players were like, "Why the hell are you playing?" Um, this is this is from Robin Tagini. Uh, she asked, do you have any opinions on Atlanta United signings? And also, uh, this, is, this must be some history on Twitter. She, she says, uh, you never answered my question about that vodka penne pizza that you posted a pic of last year. Was that from Anthony's on Belmar Boulevard in Wall? Correct. <laughs> oh, it was. Okay. It was. Glad we got down to the bottom of that. <laughs> Robin, I just want to point out how amazing our fan base is. <laughs> I, they're like, it's like very specific questions. That well, I hope, I hope now she goes to that pizzeria. 
<laughs> Amazing. And uh, opinions on uh, Atlanta's uh, new signing. I mean, I know Dax went there, but I'm not familiar right. with who else they signed. Bartosz Schlich, Steon Gregerson, um, and they made John De Silva's loan permanent. I love what they've done this offseason. I love what they did in the summer. The last two or three windows have been, honestly, near perfect. And the only reason why it's near is because we can't give a full grade until they inevitably sell Tiago Almada, and yeah. we see who their replacement is. And based on Garth Lagerwey, he, he's legitimately one of the two, I think, best general managers, sporting directors in MLS history, um, based on his track record and everything else, and plus what he's helped do in Atlanta since he got there. Um, I They get the benefit of the doubt from me. Like... Just, they've done so much well. And, right, like maybe maybe Gregerson, maybe the center back isn't as good as I think he's going to be. Same thing with defensive midfield. Like maybe that happens, but sitting here right now, I think it's just been an awesome winter. I just hope that uh, Zande Silva doesn't have a miss like he did last season. Oof. Remember that miss? That was a bad miss, bro. Remember the Spider-Man mask, at least. <laughs> and last question from David Meyer. He's a Union fan. He asked the question, which fan bases uh, have been the most fun to interact with? It's a fun one. It's a good question. I mean, it, like anything else, like there's all there's all good and bad for every fan base. So like nobody should be, you know, criticized for like their bottom one percent or or necessarily their top one percent. So I have fun with a lot of teams. I like there, there's some LAFC fans, Philly fans that that seem to come come strong in the mentions and 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 beat. They're playful because I'm good with jokes. It's just it's as long as you're like good. Like I, what I hate is when so sometimes like Alexis, as you well know, the the, the Jersey side of everything of like. Look, if, if the rules of engagement here are, like, it's cool if you say F you to me. I'm good with that. I usually yeah. deserve it, right? Yeah. But, like, when you open that up, you better get ready that you're about to get kicked yourself, too, <laughs> yeah, right? Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I've, I've had I'm so many people. you not swing so at me, but you know I'm going to swing back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, like, that, that's the rules of engagement. Fair enough, right? Like, I've had some people be like, wow, like, why are you being mean? I was like, do you see what he just said to me? <laughs> Give me a break. Yeah. He started it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's my entire MO. And it's like, I know I should be more professional than that, but I we think should, it's we fun to be. A, a, a power rankings of, like, most fun ba fan bases to interact with. Yeah, that's not going to cause a stir at all. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb idea. Stupid the idea. The ones at the bottom will be really understanding. Yeah. They're very nice about the whole thing. But, yeah, some people have a little a little bit better with, with, with the banter. Mm -hmm. I, I would say Union fans are pretty high up there. I yeah. would say oh, yeah. NYCFC fans are pretty high up there. Yeah, I think they fans, get it. They get the vibe. They get it. Uh, Rebel fans, not as much. Rebel fans, not as much. A little yeah. bit more aggressive uh, when, yeah. at least when it comes Since to us. Fans only about... It's very subjective. They, uh, yeah, they do not like the bands. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we have to. We all, we know what, right. what what minds to step in. You know, what I, I mean? also don't like trophies. It's very difficult. <laughs> just like a difficult. <laughs> yeah, let's go. That's so metro. I love the love the shirt, Tom. The red, yeah, the red uh, from metro. Yeah, roasted. <laughs> all right, let's uh, let's wrap up there. Everybody, uh, thank you so much, Tom. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, as always, make sure you follow at Tom Boger on all social channels um, and your YouTube. Please plug the YouTube. We gotta, we gotta give a shout out to uh, uh, not only the YouTube but the thumbnail game. Oh yes, this is we're looking cool. At I didn't know you owned a pillow company <laughs> and tried to help change the election. <laughs> what you... My man got his hand in a lot of pots. Uh, yeah, bro, he does a lot <laughs> because this thumbnail. Tommy Lindell over here. <laughs> this thumbnail. I, I was joking with you. I was saying that you look like a, a Pixar character. Your face looked mass smooth. <laughs> 
You look at the dad from Incredibles. Your eyebrows look like they should have their own YouTube channel. This is a collab. Uh, the I, I get the three dark. three mustaches is, is what the, the comments have been saying right. lately. My you man. have Mikel Arteta's jeans with the eyebrow color. <laughs> so, uh, but you love to How see it. How many Instagram filters are on you at the same time? <laughs> Tom, you know we've seen you in person, right? The, the YouTube is great, though. He's I, <laughs> my man is coming. He's, he's giving people the information, the knowledge uh. that they need uh, uh, to you know to a younger audience. Right, Obviously, right. we know what what YouTube is. Um, so so it's great to see. I mean, what what's it been like doing a doing a YouTube channel now? It's felt uncomfortable because I feel a little weird doing it, particularly. It's like I didn't make that thumbnail, as you can guess, because I'm not I'm not that good at editing. and artistic. Yeah. Have you thought about um, maybe sending a photo to the people? Who <laughs> 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 this is a um, lovely no, caricature. Yeah, Tom. This looks like a guy who owns like a, a bakery somewhere in the middle of Spain. <laughs> I'll take that. Take that. That's better than my pillow. <laughs> uh, it's been good though it's been good it's been it's been different fun been, people have been nice generally been nice which is cool I, I i felt vulnerable so that was cool nice all right man but what like, are you what are you hoping to do are you going to do something like behind the scenes stuff a little vlogging or is it all you know uh camera face the camera explanation stuff more so that but like dude i'm not e i haven't even been a big consumer of youtube so not only not knowing what to do from this side but it's not even like i have like a baseline of knowledge just from consuming youtube so I'm like literally like at the end of every video it's like i read the comments if there's something you guys want just tell me or like i'm not gonna know exactly what <laughs> so well, here comes so show it. the feet comments <laughs> <laughs> nothing yet okay uh so that's uh, on only fans YouTube, <laughs> youtube.com slash uh, Tom Boger. Go, uh, go subscribe right now. Absolutely. Uh, love, I love to see it. I love to see him branching out, okay? It's not just words. Uh, it's, he's also putting <laughs> that mustache on camera. That's right. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for joining us. As always, make sure you follow us at Soccer Cooligans on all social channels. Uh, uh, subscribe to the YouTube. Uh, we're almost at 10K. Let's go. Come on. Yeah. We're doing it. Now we got to beat Tom Boger. <laughs> okay. You're our competitor now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, hit the subscribe button uh, there on YouTube uh, and, and on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you listen. We appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back on Monday, another fun episode. Uh, but thank you so much for tuning in, everybody. Peace. Say Love. bye, Tom. See ya. Love you guys.